Welcome to the final CD, CD number six in the Freedom in the Glory series. I'm David. It's my lovely wife. Joanna. We are the Herobedians, virtualchurchmedia.com. Thank you for joining us through this series. This teaching's entitled, Sons of God, Arise. Sons and daughters of God, arise in the earth. Take your rightful positions. The earnest expectation of the creature groaneth, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Mature believers that carry the Messiah in them to go forth and do the same works. I was asleep and I was having a dream and in the dream is where I got this teaching from on Sons of God Arise. And in the dream I saw myself standing before a congregation. Actually I was looking out over the congregation and I had my uh, authoritative prophetic pointing finger out which comes upon me when I'm prophesying at times. And I said these words until has finally come until has finally come and i knew exactly what i meant then all of a sudden i was taken into the audience in the dream and i saw myself pointing my finger back at the congregation but i was on the receiving end now and i heard myself say until has finally come and i had no clue no grid no understanding of what was being talked about and then immediately shoop, I was back in the pulpit again and I said until has finally come sons of God arise and I woke up and immediately God gave me a download of scriptures supporting what was being said Ephesians chapter 4 says this in verse 11 and God gave some to be apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers for the perfecting or the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up or the edifying of the body of Christ. Verse 13, Ephesians 4:13. until we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of of Messiah. Ephesians 4.11, and he gave some apostles, some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Messiah. Until, until, verse 13, until we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man under the measure of the stature of the fullness of Messiah, the Anointed One, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love we might grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Messiah, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, 
according to the effectual working in the measure of every part maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Now that's a long passage, but I want to pull out in the center in verse 13 until we come to the unity of the faith. When I had that prophetic point, until has finally come. Sons of God arise. Daughters of God arise. God gave us apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers to help equip us that we might become sons and daughters of God where the Messiah walking around in the earth on the inside of us desirous to get out and to change a hurting world of destitute humanity, turn the world back that's upside down, right side up in people's thinking to heal the sick, to see the maimed, their limbs grow back out. The blind see, the deaf hear, the lame walk, the autistic heal. God is releasing the sons of God anointing in the earth at such a time as this. God always saves the best wine for the last. And if you think the first century church was what God intended for the climax, I can tell you that was what he intended for the flashpoint. The climax, the big finish is going to be much greater when all are healed, when the glory of God fills the earth, the knowledge of the glory of God. Why are we teaching on the sons of God anointing? So you have the knowledge on how to release the glory, the knowledge on how to open up heaven's portals by faith, looking at the unseen one that his will might release into the earth, that destiny might be fulfilled, that God's will that none perish, but all might come unto repentance might be manifested in the earth. Romans 8, 19, for the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. Do you know that the earth and the creatures are waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God? Now, there's only one son of God, Messiah Jesus, but he was the firstborn among many brethren. His desire is to fully join with you by you fully joining with him. And by agreement, the power of God, the love of God, the destiny and the lives of people from God is released in the earth. Obadiah 121 and Savior shall come upon Mount Zion to judge the Mount of Esau and the kingdom shall be the Lord's. Notice it doesn't say Savior. It says Savior's plural. Now we know there's only one Savior, Messiah Jesus, but he desires to multiply himself in effectiveness throughout the whole earth. There was only a handful of people on the earth 2000 years ago compared to the 8 billion people on the earth today. Jesus 
is looking for a few good men and women that he can trust with his glory, with his nature, with his name, with his honor, his position, where when you reach out and touch someone, the nail-scarred hand of Calvary beneath your skin causes leprosy to dry up, deaf ears pop open, lame come out of wheelchairs. People with incurable diseases, it vanishes out of their system in an instant. He's looking for a few good men and a few good women. Are you willing? You're invited. If you're hearing this under the sound of my voice today, it's an invitation to come up. Jesus, the Son of God, said in John 5:19, I tell you the truth, the Son can do nothing by himself, only that which he sees his Father doing. Because whatever the Father does, the Son does. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all he does. Yes, to your amazement, he will show him even greater things than these. For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son gives life to whom he is pleased to give it. The Son of God anointing is also a seer anointing to be able to see into the realm of the Spirit, to see what heaven's desire is, and then to play that out on the earth that heaven might invade the earth. Galatians 4, 1 and 2. Now I say that the heir, did you know you're an heir of God, a co-heir with Jesus Christ? You are already an heir, co-heirs with Christ. Galatians 4, 1 and 2 says, Now I say that the heir, which you are, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed by the Father. My little children, of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. Galatians 4.19 The Apostle Paul is saying, you are an heir of Christ. Yet, as long as you're in a childlike mindset in your walk with Him, let me rephrase this. Galatians 4, 1 and 2. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of my father, my little children of whom I travail in birth again until Messiah be formed in you. Galatians 4, 1 and 2 and verse 19. Paul says you are an heir of the kingdom. You are an heir of Messiah. You're co-heirs with him, seated far above all principality, power, might, and dominion in him. Yet Paul said, I travail in birth and prayer, childbirth. I'm travailing in prayer till Messiah be formed in you. He came into you and you were born again into your spirit. But it's time that we work out our salvation with fear and trembling. It's God who works in us to both will and do of his good pleasure. Did you know he wants to rise up out of your spirit, 
fill and flood your soul through the transforming of your mind, through the washing of the water of the word and teach you the principles of the kingdom that he might flow through your fingertips and your smile and your eyes that others might see him through you. Faith be birthed in them and they feel the father's love. That's the son of God anointing. We're Messiah in you. The hope of glory, Colossians 1.27, meets the needs of mankind in every single area. What's the difference between a child and a son? I'm glad you asked. The word child is used affectionately by instructors to their disciples. The word son is a son of man or a son of God or a mature son. The Greek word for child is technon, number 5043, Strong's Greek Concordance. Technon, I'm a little technon, short and stout. But a weos, number 5207, is a mature son. And that's the type of person God trusts with air authority, where you can release as a co-heir of the Messiah, the fullness of the blessing of Messiah through you in the situation. There's a scripture it says in 1 Corinthians 13, 11, God wants us to grow up. He's calling us forward and he's given us the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to do it. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now, we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know, even as I am also known. 1 Corinthians 13, 11, and 12. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. When I was a technon, I thought as a child. But when I became a weos, a son, a mature man, I put away childish things or is there some things that have been hindering you from becoming fully mature in him oh you might have been in the messiah for 40 years but god wants us to put off a few things and come into sonship the bible says in hebrews 6 1 through 3 Therefore, let us leave the elementary teachings about Messiah and go on to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and faith of God or instructions about baptism, the laying on of hands and the resurrection of dead and eternal judgment and God permitting, we will do so. So he's saying that repentance from dead works, water baptisms, the laying on of hands and the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment are the elementary principles of Messiah, Jesus. He says there's even more than that. Does that challenge you a little bit in your theology? It challenged me in the dream. But ever since that dream, things have been happening that we can't explain. There was an impartation when I got that dream from the Lord. And since then, deaf ears pop open commonly. We've seen dental miracles happen where people get gold and silver fillings or amalgams 
turn to white platinum. We can't explain what's going on, but there is an anointing. My wife, Joanna, recently picked up an anointing that when she blows, there's a wind that comes and people feel it over the phone. There was a woman who called the other day and she asked for prayer for her son. And we asked how she was doing. She'd had a collapsed lung for 20 years. And I had a vision and I saw the hand of God go into her lung and fill it up with air. And I said, I just saw a vision where God was going to put his hand in your lung and fill it up with air. And my wife, Joanna, said, I just saw the same vision. I said, go for it. You pray for her. And as Joanna began to pray, she blew into the phone. And I was sitting in a chair and I felt the wind hit me, the wind of the Holy Spirit. And it literally blew me back in the chair like a Max L commercial. And then she blew a second time about five seconds later. I felt the wind again and I was caught up in the presence of God. And I told the woman over the phone, I said, God has just healed you. I felt the power of God come. She said this, she said, I didn't feel anything. And I said, wow. I said, I must have received for you. I said, I know God just did something. I felt the manifestation. And she said, well, I receive it by faith. She called back 10 minutes later. She was in tears of the goodness of God. After she got off the phone, the manifestation came on her side and her lung completely filled up. And for the first time in 20 years, she can breathe completely in that lung and she's been made whole. There's things that happen with the Son of God anointing that God's pouring out on the earth. And it's not just one or two or a hundred. He wants to give it to everyone. Many are called, but few are chosen. Do you know that you are called into the Son of God anointing and the daughter of God anointing because he's no respecter of persons. If he's doing it for us, he'll do it for you. He gets glory by destroying the works of the enemy in the earth. For this cause was the Son of God revealed or made manifest, 1 John 3, 8, that he might destroy, utterly annihilate the works of the enemy. He gets glory in setting the captives free. He gets glory when the sick are healed. He gets glory when the chains of bondage are broken. He gets glory when people come to know him and the power of his resurrection. And he wants to do it through you. I want to talk to you today about 4D authority. 4D authority is what sons of God have. They have authority over demons. They have authority over death. They have authority over disease. And they have authority over D elements. Even the winds and the waves obey Jesus. And when you have son of God authority, sickness dries up under the sound of your voice because it's his voice on the inside of you that cures the sick. My dad was 90 years old. My wife and I were getting ready to get married and I'd had two dreams 
and both dreams were my father was gone from the earth suddenly and that without remedy. And I didn't know how to pray because Genesis 41:32 says, when the dream is doubled or it comes in two forms with the same interpretation, this thing is firmly established by God and God will shortly bring it to pass. My mother was alive at the time and I said, God, I don't know how to pray. I told my wife Joanna about it. We were fiancés at that time. And I said, I don't know what to do. The Bible says the word promises 70 or 80 years and I know Moses was 120. My dad was, my dad's a wonderful man, but I don't think he walked quite like Moses. And I said, God, I don't know how to pray. My mother needs my father. I don't know how to pray. Give me some sort of scripture, some sort of case law so I can latch on to it and present it before the court of heaven. And the Holy Spirit said these words to me. Ask me for my mercy. I thought, ask me for my mercy. I said, yes, Lord. I ask you for your mercy for my father. My wife was in town and we were at my parents' home visiting and my mother was giving my wife jewelry. We were delayed on getting out of the house, taking Joanna to the airport. We were delayed and my father said my hands itch and he went and laid down in the bed and he started to shake and he died. And I looked over and I said, Joanna, she looked, my mom looked, I said, this is an emergency. I need you, I had very clear, calm authority. And I said, Dad, in the name of Jesus, I command you to come back to life now. And instantly he opened his eyes. And I looked at my wife and I said, I'm sensing we should call 911. She says, I sense that too. We called 911, I left the room, opened the door, I came back, my father was out of the bed. I said, Joanna, where's my dad? She said, he's in the bathroom. What he didn't know is he died a second time. And Joanna said, uh-uh, not before my wedding. We're not going to a funeral. Tom, in the name of Jesus, I command you to come back now. And instantly he came back a second time. And as I went into the bathroom, I have no idea how the paramedics got there that quick, but he was standing in the bathroom and he died a third time in my arms. And there must have been an angel holding them there because he was like an empty box and all the life force went out of his eyes a third time and he'd lost his faculties. And I said in front of the uh, paramedics, I said, Dad, in the name of Jesus, I command you to come back now. Instantly, the life force came back. He said, well, what's going on? I said, these men are here. I, who, who called them? And I said, I did. I said, they're, they're here to help you. They got him in the ambulance. They couldn't find anything wrong. I said, no, take him to the hospital. They couldn't find anything wrong at the hospital. They tested him. My dad, very athletic. He was a world champion diver. And so he was still diving 10 meter tower at age 90. And they finally put him on a sleep study and they found out his heart was stopping. And he asked me, he says, hey, I want one of those miracles. They want to put in a pacemaker. I said, dad, let him put in a pacemaker. Modern technology's not always wrong. I talked with the man, I said, put in an extra six inches so he can dive. And what happened was this, my dad 
three months later was winning gold medals again on the 10 meter tower he dived 10 meter tower till 92 and springboard till 93 went on to be with the lord at 96. but my point is this when you have four d authority authority over demons disease death and d elements to command the winds and the waves to go back it makes an impact on everybody around you and for my dad to get six more years and my mother to finish her course and to step into eternity and to have that kind of testimony of god's goodness raise the faith level of so many other people god wants to give you the same authority while i was incarcerated a man came to me one day and he said david he said the lord told me it's your birthday and you can have anything you want from the lord from spiritual gifts so i said i want this and i i named it and so he went to pray for me he spoke it and he switched his words he says miraculous powers i thought i didn't ask for miraculous powers but it went down into my spirit because this man i could watch him when the clouds were rolling in he could call hell from the sky as a sign and he could push back he would put his hand up and i'd never seen anything like it he said god just gave you that gift and i thought well that's interesting but i felt it go into me and one day i was uh, out on the compound yard and it was a holiday and there was rain coming and these guys were you know wanting to enjoy a holiday a day off at work and i saw the the, the clouds coming in and the young man who prayed for me says command the the winds to go back and, and the clouds to go back and so I did and he was standing with me and they sure enough they just shifted and they went back the other way and so this is a funny story because as I walked away the enemy spoke to me the only reason that worked is because you were with him but you don't have that gift and God is my witness I was standing between the basketball court and the volleyball court and a single cloud came over me between the two and it started raining on only me and I commanded that thing to dissipate in the name of Jesus and the rain was coming up I was looking up and it just dissipated and all the rain stopped and there was no rain on the volleyball court and there was no rain on the basketball court but there was rain right in between so God will raise you up from grace to grace and glory to glory and he'll add giftedness to you and this is what happened the man the next day came to me and he said David, David, I have to tell you something. I said, what's that? He says, that gift is not for everyday use. It is only for specific times that the Lord tells you. He says, this is for his glory and not yours. I said, I understand. So always remember when you have a son of God anointing on you, it's for the glory of the father that others might come to know him because when he's lifted up, he'll draw all men unto himself. And when people come to you and they say, thank you for healing me, say no. Jesus healed you. I was a conduit. When this woman had called back and Joanna had prayed and the lung had filled up, she said, thank you so much. You too. I thank you so much for obeying the Lord. And I immediately said, thank you for 20 years of contending for the faith and praying into the vials of heaven that collect the prayers of the saints that were super saturated and we got an opportunity to participate 
with you in releasing God's answer to yours and other prayers. It's a team sport. T-E-A-M. Together, everyone accomplishes more. Where one can put a thousand to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight. Today, we want to pray for you to get an upgrade. That you have 4D authority over demons, disease, death, and D elements. And if you've already got authority over demons, but you've never seen the dead raised, it's time. I want to share one quick story with you. I was called, there was a woman who said a friend of mine's daughter died. And she's at the hospital. I went there, it was an hour and a half before I got in. The Lord said to me, the longer she's here with me, the less she'll want to come back with you. And I went into the room and her eye was open and the mother was there and she was crying. There was police officers, kind of a crime scene. And I prayed for half an hour and nothing happened. And she was with the Lord in eternity. And I felt like a failure. But you know what? That experience was the foundation stone to see my father raised from the dead at a later time and to live six more years. So you've never had a failure in ministry. It's just a learning experience that sharpens your faith for you, strengthens your faith to go to the next level. So we're going to pray right now that God begins to release the Son of God authority on you right now. Because to the, as many as received Messiah, Jesus, to them he gave power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, John 1.12. Though you have even a thousand, ten thousand instructors in Messiah, you have not many fathers. For in Messiah Jesus, the apostle Paul said, I've begotten you through the gospel. That's partnership. Without God, we cannot. And for whatever reason, without us, his body, he will not. Are you ready? Here it comes. What he does for one, he'll do for you. If you're in the sound of a testimony, if you hear a testimony, God wants to do a similar thing for you. The word testimony, one of the translations is, do it again. Just say, Lord, I want more. Say, Lord, I want more. If you want more than what you have, he wants to give it to you. And by the authority of Jesus' mighty name, I release that Acts chapter 29 anointing right now upon you that you might rise up into the calling and the authority that you've been given from before the foundations of the world as an heir of Christ, a joint heir, as an heir of Messiah, a joint heir with Messiah, where you're seated far above all principality, power, might, and dominion in Him. I speak the burdens to be removed, fresh vision, fresh fire, fresh faith to come upon you. I speak the impartation of the Lord to come upon you right now and out of our mantles we release everything 
that you need for your specific bent or calling to fulfill your assignment and purpose in the earth. I call you into destiny. I speak a release of the supernatural from the Lord Messiah, Jesus, like you've never had before. I declare upgrade, 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 upgrade. You've waited and you've waited and you've waited. Now the upgrade comes, upgrade right now. Upgrade. My wife has something from the Lord. I see the Lord giving you new visions and dreams. He's increasing that prophetic gift. He's pouring a fresh new anointing over you. And a new wind to blow away the old season. Thank you, Lord, for your new wind to blow away the hard season that they've been in. And I thank you now to upgrade, to sit in the library of the Father. Open their eyes, Lord. Open their ears, Lord, with your fire. In the name of Jesus, more of your love, freedom, freedom, freedom. Freedom in the glory. pray that this presence would remain upon them. The residue of heaven would rest upon them in the earth. Thank you for joining us for these audio CDs. I'm David. This is my lovely wife, Joanna. We are the Herobedians Virtual Churchmedia.com. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. God bless you. <laughs>